0: This is Justin Shelley, CEO of Master Computing, coming to you. Joe is here with me as well. Joe, uh, tell him a little bit about yourself. Uh, What's your title? What do you do here? Yeah, I'm
1: the CTO here at Master Computing. Uh, I manage day-to-day operations for our tech supports, uh, service delivery, do our VCIOs, uh, admin. Alignment engineering. I do it all.
0: Basically everything. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I run this guy, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, (laughs) pretty much. Hey, no, I'll take it. I do the sales and marketing, and I turn the rest of it over to you, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) So, uh All right, so this is episode three, guys. We are uh, talking about the stupid things we see out in the wild. Title of this podcast is Stupid or Irresponsible. I've mentioned before that uh, this it started off being kind of an offensive title that people have been a little squeamish to use in their marketing. I didn't come up with the idea myself. I'm just taking full advantage of it. And... I thought it might take a little longer than it took as we started promoting this on Facebook and LinkedIn and whatever else. But, Joe, I got my first angry face reaction on Facebook <laughs> the other day. Um, Hold on. What, an angry face? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, so the the Facebook impaired in my audience here, you know, when when you post something on Facebook, you can like it. Little thumbs up icon. That used to be it, right? And, uh, then they introduced all the new icons. You can heart something, which I guess means you love it. You can... I mean, this isn't an instructional course on Facebook, guys, but <laughs> they have an angry face. You know, I'm curious. Seriously. They have an angry face to indicate <laughs> that you're either mad at the person who posted it or you're mad at the content, you don't like it, whatever. So... I got my first angry face on our podcast. You know what?
1: Congratulations.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) And and because honestly, listen, if you want to be mad at me, folks, go right ahead because the the thugs, the cyber criminals who are after your stuff, they don't want you listening to me either. So be mad, be angry. Don't take my advice. I don't care, but you're going to get hacked. So whatever. More power to you. All right. Last week, Joe, we talked about slow computers, if I'm remembering right. That sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right. All right. Today, we're going to kind of play on that, expand upon it a little bit, and we're going to talk about outdated software. Joe, as the guy who runs everything technical in this organization, when is software out of date? When is software out of date? Too soon. Is that a good answer? Well, I mean, it's true, right? Because it's expensive to constantly be upgrading this stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, more and more we're moving to these subscription models, which, by the way, I mean, people hate subscriptions, I guess, but it's it's sure better than running out of date software. You know, honestly,
1: uh, when that first started coming around, I was adamantly opposed to it. But the more and more I'm seeing, and we'll get into this a little bit later, how long people hold on to this software, right? it just makes all the sense in the world. They force you to make the update and make the upgrade because, honestly most people don't want to do it they have something it works or at least it works well enough it works as, as well as it did 10 20 years ago when they bought it <laughs> <laughs> and there's no reason to change they feel um and so they don't know all the background they don't know the security stuff that's not getting updated they don't know all that fun stuff and we will dive into that a little bit later.
0: yeah i mean it's like computers i mean we put a we put a time frame on it three to five years and and really lean towards the three-year mark and so we kind of want to do the same thing with software. Put yeah. a timeline on it. Can we keep it for three years? Can we keep it for five years? Hell, can we keep it for 10 years? Yeah. And we're going to talk about 10 years today, guys. And it's not pretty. Um, so why, Joe, should we not? Now, we're uh, listen, if you can eke out a few more days of life out of some hardware. I mean, we talked about the reasons to not do that. But some people are just going to do it. All right. Whatever. Whatever. But when we're talking about software, there are some additional problems introduced when you use old software. Yeah, tell, tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so as far as hacking is concerned, software is the name of the game. Uh, Hardware—it's almost—it's pretty hard to actually break into some hardware. It without having to deal with the software behind it. Hardware just doesn't work. It's you know it's any kind of metal rod. It's,
0: it's slow. It's annoying. Whatever. Exactly.
1: But, but the software side needs to be continually updated because with every update to this thing or that thing that may not have anything whatsoever to do with it can can cause security vulnerabilities to any given software at any given time. So that's the name of the game for hackers is to figure a way to get into your software, to get into your computer, to steal your stuff.
0: All right. So, let's talk about that. When uh, we I, I gave the teaser of Office 2010. Did I even say that? I said software that was 10 years old. But um, if we're going to look at Microsoft Office, because that's what we're going to dig into today, when do you have to replace Microsoft Office? When do you have to replace it? I mean, listen, we never have to, right? But technically speaking yes we life. have to like, we a, have to we have to but <laughs> technically speaking we've got what we call end of life what's the oldest version of supported microsoft office today 2010 expired or end of life of office
1: 2010 is in october this year
0: all right so right now technically office 2010 is still okay Yes. All right. Um, so let's talk about uh, OK. That's a huge caveat there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and I wish I had the numbers in front of me, guys, but I don't. But uh, when Windows 7, it, it recently yeah. hit end of life, yeah. Microsoft January. quit supporting Windows 7. And But prior to that, while they're still issuing support, there's still or, uh, security updates, they're, they're still supporting it from the, uh, you know, Microsoft itself is supporting the software still, statistically speaking, if you're running Windows 7, you are so much more likely to get hit with a virus than if you're running Windows 10. So, while it's technically still supported by Microsoft, still not a great idea. So, when do people upgrade? Like, what is, what's the advice that we give people on when they should upgrade from Office 20. whatever to the newest version do we stay on the most current version you know we've already kind of been down that road but what would be your advice joe as you're going out and meeting with a new prospect and they're running some semi out of date if they just want hey joe when do i update what do you tell them
1: sure my uh so my blanket uh, status or what i always advise is on your own terms the last thing anybody wants is to have to be smashed against a corner now it's October or talk about Windows 7 in January we're getting emails on January 10th saying hey we need to upgrade all of our systems all at once and we need to do it now it doesn't make sense financially it doesn't make sense um, um, you know the timeline just does not work out everything's always going to break there's going to be people out of town there's always going to be so many roadblocks and financially it always costs so much more to do it at the very last minute So waiting until the last minute is definitely
0: absolutely do not do that. So don't Um, wait till you're painting it into a corner. Exactly. Like Office 2010 expires in October, don't wait till October. And the crappy thing is most of the time that's that's gonna be
1: the situation that I, I get dealt with is somebody needs to make this change now. And that's the very last thing you want to do. You want it to be on your terms. You want to have a little wiggle room to where you can prepare and you can, when those extra roadblocks come up that you have no idea that's going on until you're actually halfway through the migration, you want to be prepared for that. You want to have some wiggle room and you want to, you know, brace yourself for a little extra time and, uh, probably save you some money in, in the process of doing so.
0: So let me interject something. When you say on your terms, if, if, uh, I'm putting myself in the, seat in the shoes of a business owner who's not an it guy and somebody comes to me and says hey you want to do it on your terms i'm going to say well my terms are never or my terms are you know when i've got extra money laying around and there's nothing going on (laughs) so when you say on your terms what you're meaning and i'm going to put words in your mouth is have a plan get some solid advice and then execute that plan well any managed service provider worth their salt is gonna have these kind
1: of meetings. We call them QBRs, quarterly bus- business uh, quarterly business reviews. Get it together, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they are pretty much just what they mean. Uh, once a quarter, we'll go and talk to uh, uh, you know the person that makes decisions, and we discuss you know what is the future of your company looking like. What do we do? We expect any kind of you know grand expansions. I, hey, I noticed your phone system's going out of date, and maybe like last year, I would have come to you and said, Hey, I noticed everybody's got Office 2010. Maybe we need to upgrade. It. and now's the time as opposed to come October you're knocking on my door saying hey none of our emails are working we need to get them working now and I don't know what's going
0: on or if you give me enough notice again putting myself in the shoes of the consumer the the client and you come to me and you say Justin you got to upgrade office real soon and I say, Joe I can't do it right now I don't have the money to do that right now if we're t- if we're having that conversation October 1st It's kind of game over. But if we have that conversation, I mean, we're talking software that's 10 years old here. Um, Maybe we had that conversation two years ago, and I say, I can't do it right now. On my terms could mean, all right, well, then let's get it in the budget, right? Let's get it on the calendar.
1: Budgeting is number one. Uh, You want to be able to spread that money out, and I guarantee you it always costs less. It definitely costs less to do it right once than to do it wrong two or three times.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, listen, I was in San Diego... I'm going to segue here a little bit over the weekend. Uh, let me just complain for a minute. Yeah. I was about to say that just sounds awful. Uh, Well, no, I mean, I, so six months ago, we planned this trip to San Diego, me and my brother, were going to go run a half marathon. I, I, do like to run from time to time. And of course it got canceled because of the COVID and we're like, ah, well, we'll go anyways. We go down there. Uh, there's not much to do because everything's closed down, but we did go. It, it don't beat me up. I know everybody's going to say, well, you should have stayed home. I didn't stay home guys. I'm sorry. I went to San Diego. I may come down with COVID next week, whatever. Um, that might be, stu- maybe we'll have an episode of stupid Justin who went to San Diego. <laughs> I don't know. But the point I'm trying to get at here, if I'll ever get there is, I'm on the beach in San Diego and one of my buddies, my uh, motorcycle riding friends, he he sees my stuff on Facebook. And so he texts me like, hey, what are you doing in San Diego? And we start chatting. And I said, well, come on and join me, you know, get out here. Uh, Flights are cheap. Hotels are cheap. Come on down. And he said, well, you know what? Let me where's my phone? I'm going to pull out this text. I'm going to read it to you. I won't give any names. We'll protect the guilty. Uh, My friend wasn't the guilty party, by the way. He's just a fellow I.T. guy that uh, works for another larger it company here in the area and give me a minute scrolling to it he says i got to do an email migration this weekend so that's why i couldn't join you and guys email migrate joe how fun are email migrations i have nightmares they suck all right so that's what i said i said man email migrations suck he said this one has literally been the worst Uh, some stuff has gone smooth, but this company has been neglected for 10 years, still running Exchange 2010 and Office 2010. Now we've just mentioned Office 2010 is still okay. You look like you're going to say something, Joe. Yeah. So
1: yeah, Exchange for uh, the layman here, that's the actual mail server itself. So if you're on Office 365, there's going to be app in the cloud. This is going to be Exchange, meaning it's going to be either hosted there or you've got it hosted with someone else. Um... But that's end of life. That's done. That's that was done back in January. That's no longer supported by Microsoft.
0: No, I mean, you're are we stupid, Joe, if we're using Exchange 2010?
1: Yes, you're stupid, stupid. and irresponsible.
0: Irresponsible is Office 20, 2010, <laughs> Office 2010, Outlook Exchange or uh, Word, whatever, but Exchange 2010, guys, we've moved past irresponsible. Now we're into stupid. And don't even give a star me on the nightmares of getting a, a
1: hacked email system. That is the oh, end disastrous. of your life, yeah. The end of everything. They can get into your
0: financials. I don't even wanna get started. Well, Any, Okay, uh, so <laughs> your point before was you can't, it's hard to do something, if you prolong it, it becomes more difficult, okay, right? You said if you do it on your timeline, you do it with a strategy in place, it's actually cheaper in the long run, it's easier in the long run, it's on your terms, all that. Exchange 2010. Now, I'm going to get a little technical, guys. We try to keep this show pretty uh, layman terms, but can we migrate an Exchange server t- from 2010 to the current version of Exchange Server directly?
1: No, not directly. You can't, no, no. There's, so, yeah. So, what do you have <laughs> to do? Uh, there's a few. So, you have to pretty much have a third party. You've got to download all your emails. Pretty much to a hard drive or a flash drive, and then you gotta uh, you gotta convert those into this other form, and then you've gotta up those and upload those into the cloud. Then you've got to sort them. Out. I don't. Do you so really want to get a, in the weeds here? No, yeah, that's I don't. The thing. I don't want
0: to get too much. But there's not a direct migration path. No, from not at all. Yeah, not what, at all. What's the current 20? What's current Exchange server for those that are even still using on-prem <laughs> server? All right, so I'm getting too much in the weeds here, guys. But what I'm this is a perfect example of this cost way more by waiting by putting it off than it would have to do it up front, to do it right. So um, my response to my friend here, and sorry for my foul language, guys, but I said, holy shit, that's a huge security risk. They're lucky they haven't been hit. And he responded, I know, and that's only part of it. Server 2003 still existed in this company. Windows 95. (laughs) I mean, I don't even Good know when that Lord. was in real life,
1: but it, yeah, it might have been
0: <laughs> a while ago. So the problem with this is the local IT guy is is allowing it. I don't know the company. I don't know the local IT guy. I don't know the dynamics of the relationship. Um, it could be that the local IT guy, poor bastards, telling the owner, the CEO, hey, sir, you need to upgrade from Windows 95. And the owner's like, yeah, I don't have money. And then, and the IT guy just says, okay, you know, it, and goes back into, I don't know, maybe that's let me, what's going on. Let me jump in. Most right. of the time, what I'm seeing and hearing
1: is the IT guy's just trying to get his nine to five paycheck. They're, they're right. trying to fix everything that's been broken for the day so he can go home and not have to think about work. like like I was saying about the managed service provider you know worth a grain of salt they're planning for the future
0: IT guys not necessarily so so you've got I mean the two business models that we talk about is break fix meaning you call us we fix it but we only do that. We don't we don't plan, we don't exactly. strategize, we don't Exactly. We're, we're not, not scouring your computer all. to look at what how old your programs are or right. anything like
1: that. You're calling us cuz something's broken
0: and now we got to fix so it. So let me let me push back a little bit because I would argue that there are MSPs, managed service providers in the IT world who try, who think they consult, who think they're proactive, um, but let's just put this in our scenario, Joe. Let's bring it back to the master computing way of doing business. We've got a client that comes to you, Let's say I'm out of the country. You can't even consult with me. You're in charge here, Joe. And a client comes to you and says, hey, uh, yeah, I know we've got this Exchange 2010 server, but we don't want to upgrade it. (laughs) What do you have authority to do with this client? If they just draw a line in the sand and they say, we are not going to upgrade this 2003 server, this Exchange 2010 server that are out of date, out of support. What do you have my permission to do? Oh, man, I, I don't know about your permission. I'm, I'm going to lead them to the nearest
1: lawyer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then just say, I'm sorry, we can't help you. Right. We're not. So No, yeah,
0: absolutely. I whatever, will not touch that system. I will not touch that this network. this poor fool was doing in, in trying to get his nine to five, get his paycheck, whatever, I mean— Good Lord, guys, if you're running an IT company and you're allowing this kind of stuff to go on behind the scenes, yeah, get a lawyer. Get a good one because that client is going to get hit with something nasty. Ransomware, uh, some version of extortion of, you know, bank fraud, whatever. They're going down. Like, just hundred percent. And we kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago,
1: but it's not just you. Now they've got your exchange system. They're, they're faking your emails to all of your contacts. So any kind of prospective business clients, your family,
0: anybody that you've emailed that's in your system, they're going after them next. So, and this is where, again, putting myself back in the shoes of, of our clients, um, or just, you know, a, a layman business owner who doesn't understand it and I'm paying an it guy. And he's promising me the world. How do we know? Like, how do I know that he's actually keeping me safe from from cybercrime? How do I know he's giving me sound advice where technology strategy strategy is concerned? I mean, and I'm, I'm pushing back. I don't know that you have an answer to that. I don't know that I have an answer to that.
1: How can you prove they're worth their
0: salt? Yeah, uh, especially if you don't know the IT industry. That's a tough situation people are in. Am I wrong? Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. So, guys, what I'm what I'm getting at here is, I hope you're not sleeping well at night, thinking everything's taken care of. I mean, we're living in a time where we're, we're literally watching the world burn down, right? We're we're <laughs> watching the the riots from the the racist stuff that's going on. We're watching the COVID nonsense that hasn't wrapped up yet. We can see our world turn upside down pretty quick. There's uh, something that we can do to help you out at a minimum we want you to have this plan we want you to have the roadmap we want you to be able to do the upgrades on your terms never because it's absolutely necessary you're painted into a corner um, i mean that that's what i got joe any parting thoughts here no that's sound advice though definitely do it on your terms don't
1: don't let it sneak up on you all
0: right guys schedule your uh your online meeting today master-computing.com slash discovery see you next week